2004, Los Penasquitos Canyon, California. In the reflection of the car window, Lena caught a glimpse of a harried, wide-eyed woman, herself, still wearing the Safeway store's black vinyl apron smeared with the day's bloody butcher work. She couldn't venture out into the hills looking like that. Lena hurried back into the break room where Sheila sat, sipping on a coffee from the machine. You got any clothes I could borrow, Sheila? Sheila raised an eyebrow. You want to borrow something from me? She studied Lena's frame, skinny, but with curves in all the right places. Sheila was a couple inches shorter than Lena and more well-rounded. But Lena was desperate. How about that one workout dress you wore last week, the little black one? The spandex would stretch, and Lena figured she could always just throw her sweatshirt over it if it got too tight. Sheila shrugged and strode over to her locker. You going somewhere? Acting all casual, even though Lena knew she was observing every minute detail of Lena out of the corner of her eye with the precision of a cat. Nope, just out for a hike, maybe. A hike? Sheila's jaw dropped open. Since when do you go hiking? I mean, no offense, but seriously, don't tell me on one of those new keto diets or something. The next thing I know, you're going to quit smoking, too. Sheila frowned and studied her chipped pink fingernails. Lena heaved a big sigh. I just need to get out, that's all, she huffed, snatching the little dress out of Sheila's outstretched hand and giving her a quick hug as a thank you. I'll text you later, all right? Lena could feel Sheila's eyes digging into her back, but she brushed them aside. Just move on, keep moving, keep moving on to the next best thing, right? Dr. Flanagan would be so proud. The dress was tight. It clung to her armpits. Thank God this bus had AC at least. Lena had left the trusty black sweatshirt back at work, realizing that now it would do no good. It was too hot anyways. She sat back, unpeeling herself from the vinyl seating and tried to enjoy the view. Creamy white stucco mansions peeked out from underneath crowns of red tiled roofing, perfectly manicured lawns sitting in rectangles without a hint of an offending yellow patch anywhere. How on earth did everything stay so green out here? It was nothing like anything Lena had ever seen. A sign announced the entrance to Los Peñasquitos Reserve, and on a whim, Lena pulled the cord to stop the bus. Stepping outside, she coughed. <laughs> well, the picture wasn't as nice from the other side of a bus window. <sighs> Figures. A smoky, charred stench filled her nostrils from a family camping nearby, burning some garbage in a fire pit. Trash littered the path leading down to the base of what the locals called Little Cliffs. But as Lena wandered down the trail, the view expanded, revealing acres of mesquite dotted with stands of tory pine. A wild jackrabbit loped out in front of her, and a shadow swept over. 
Lena glanced up, squinting at the sun to catch sight of a brown-tailed hawk soaring, surfing the currents of the wind. Seeing the hawk ride the aerial wave reminded her of Gabe, which then reminded her of her father's recent phone call, persuading her once again to drop her life in San Diego already and come back home to sweet Louisiana where she belonged. Lena frowned, much as she hated to admit it. The place in the city here did bind her. Her grandmother had recently mentioned how old and, and tired she was getting on how she was starting to miss Louisiana too. Unlike Gabriel's mom, who had adored Lena ever since she stepped into their trailer, Lena's grandmother, in reverse, had never cared for Gabe, no matter how hard he tried to please her. And in true Gabe fashion, he had gone the mile, bringing her daisies and sunflowers, picked from the local market, cooking tacos for her anytime dinner wasn't on the stove, but she had resented the fact that he was the reason Lena had quit school and given up on her dream of becoming a nurse, all to help this overweight surfer pay his rent. It's my life, Grandma, Lena had told her firmly whenever she griped. Anyways, it's your fault, she teased her, preparing her corn cakes just the way she liked them, piled high with stacks of warm butter. If you hadn't insisted I'd come out here to visit, I never would have even met Gabe. But now her grandma was growing tired. Tired of the endless luncheons and church activities, the golf outings with her friends. Tired of the I-5 traffic, the homeless, the tourists constantly thronging their street. Lately, she had been hinting that maybe it was time for a move to go on back home and take her sweet, precious granddaughter, Lena, back with her. Shaking her head, Lena started jogging, her sandals flapping on the winding gravel trail. Her family could wait. Today was her day and hers alone. Suddenly, at the bottom of the hill, she stopped. The trail ended in a beautiful misting waterfall. But there, in front of it, sat a lean, muscular young man crouched on the boulder as if ready to pounce, wearing gray trousers and a dress shirt, his striped tie loosened at his throat. Lena blinked. Was she hallucinating? Or was this man actually there? But then she recognized with a jolt the same handsome, clean-cut customer she had waited on earlier that week at the store. He smiled. Well, I've received that reaction before from women, but usually not here. Lena laughed and realized how good that felt. It had been too long since she laughed. Crewcut grinned and extended his hand. Brian, I'm Lena. She took his hand and suddenly felt shy. Besides Safeway and Chico's bar, she hadn't ventured anywhere besides Gabe's trailer court in over five years. She felt unmoored. Well, Miss Lena, what brings you here on this gorgeous day? Lena squinted, gazing at the smog in the distant hills. Was he being sarcastic? You can never figure out these rich white people's sense of humor. Well, I've never been here before. I thought I'd check it out. Brian raised an eyebrow, 
this is your first time to the falls? Don't you work at the Safeway? Lena nodded. I thought I'd seen you there before. Wow. He ran a hand over his shorn head. I've been coming here ever since I was a kid. Now it was Lena's turn to look skeptical. But suddenly his face grew sad, lost in a reverie, somewhere that Lena had no part. At least I used to come here a lot. Well, what do you do now, Lena asked, eyeing his fancy dress shoes. Oh, I suppose you could say I'm a lawyer. Really? Brian nodded. What the hell was an attorney doing in a ramshackle state park somewhere in the middle of a workday? Lena studied him curiously and then wandered over to the edge of the ravine where the waterfall came pouring forth. You really are a lawyer. I wonder if you could help my dad. He lives in Louisiana, New Orleans. Lost his restaurant in 05. Katrina. Ah, oh, shit. That's awful. My wife has an aunt who lived down there when it happened. They got out in time, but their house flooded. Luckily, they had some insurance. Lena grimaced. My pop wasn't so lucky. When he tried to haul away one of the ice machines at the restaurant, it toppled over and crushed his leg. Brian winced. Can he still use it? Lena shook her head. Well, the hospital, you can imagine, it was all chaos. They claimed there's nothing that they could do. And that was that. Katrina was over and people moved on. But then I just read this article that said, if the hospital had recommended some special kind of physical therapy right away after he got injured, there's a chance he could have saved his leg. I mean, he wouldn't be sprinting now or anything, but with a cane, he could be walking again. Brian shook his head. That's awful, Lena. His turquoise eyes deepened with regret. That hurricane was so horrible. Over 1,500 lives lost. And then that horrific situation in the Superdome. He lobbed a stone into the base of the waterfall with disgust. Was your dad able to apply for FEMA relief at least? Lena nodded. Yeah, but it's the leg that's preventing him from ever getting to work again, unless. <sighs> Lena sat next to Brian on the boulder and tossed her dark curls over her shoulder excitedly. What if you helped him? Whoa, <laughs> Brian backed up from the boulder. Look, I, I don't even know you. I mean, I feel horrible for your dad, I really do. Lena narrowed her eyes. Well, I'm more of a trial attorney, you see case like yours, you want a litigator. My old partner is the one who handled those. He frowned. At least he did when I last saw him. Looking him up and down, creased pinstripes, dusty shoes, the pile of stones he had meticulously gathered by the rock, tossing each one into the air, Lena made a calculation. Look, I get it. You're hurting, it's obvious. You're like in search of something. Brian's eyes flared, but Lena held her palms up. Easy, look, I'm on your side. Whatever you're going through personally is none of my business. But maybe there's a reason I came out here today, of all days, and ran into you. She lifted her tanned face to catch some of the waterfall's mist. God, this place is gorgeous. I'm coming back out here again. 
Brian gave off a bitter laugh. Fate, huh? You think there's actually a reason we're both here right now? He rolled his eyes. My wife's family's Mexican, and they're always talking about the signs. He put those two words in quote marks with his fingers, then rose and put on his tailor-made jacket, sliding it across his shoulders like a glove. I figured a girl like you'd at least have more sense. Lena ignored the class reference and pushed on. Look, just think about it. What else have you got to lose? She scrawled her number on the back of a Safeway receipt she had scrounged from the back pocket of her dress. When she handed it over to Brian, their fingers brushed, and she repeated, What have you got to lose? <laughs>